was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Braves and Warriors are in their bunks, the sun is going down over camp, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your Blue Sheet Report for what did happen today, and today was the 23rd of July, one week and a day away from August. It's crazy to think about. This was a special day because very few people were in camp today. OD shift was Comets, Cobble Lounge cleanup was nobody because it was a day off for a whole bunch of people. The weather forecast today, just in case you were wondering, it started off dreary and rainy and calm, and by the afternoon, it was glorious, right as the boys were starting to get back from their trips. We had such a lovely afternoon, right up to 75 degrees, perfect weather for Watermelon League tonight. Happy birthday today to Inga Okon, who is one of our kitchen staff members, always got a smile for everybody, works really hard, is awesome, is the reason why the J1 work-study program is such an awesome exchange of personalities and culture. We love Inga. Happy birthday to you, Inga. Today's events. Today was Braves Day. That's because lots of other people were on their trips. Half of the Warriors were at Coos Canyon today, and the other half of the Warriors were supposed to go to Funtown Splashtown with Council and Sachem. However, the weather did not seem like it was going to collaborate or commiserate or whatever rate with us. And so we had a change of plans and that half of the Warriors that was going to go to Funtown Splashdown instead went to see a movie and went bowling and nary a raindrop fell upon them. Same with Council and Sachem. Had a great day. I'll get to the rest of that part later. Important announcements today were not put on sunscreen and drink water although we always want people to be drinking water it was rain jackets this morning but then it didn't matter anymore laundry day today for Sako, sebastocook saboyas meadowmac and tomorrow mcgalloway swift mohican and macias fun facts today allison armstrong who is our nurse's assistant is related to the first baby born on the mayflower what it blew my mind this morning when I read that. Today, everyone was imagining her in a old-school bonnet, a baby born on the Mayflower. Evening activities tonight, the entire camp, Watermelon League. It was an awesome round tonight, just awesome. On deck tomorrow, Braves, Warriors, Council, and Sachem all have MTV night prep, and half the Braves will be headed to Spirit Island. The half that did not go two nights ago, go tomorrow. In the whole, another huge round of Watermelon League. Watermelon League, by the way, just in case you're all wondering, is our intramural league. It's it's this whole collection of events. So when we do it, it's not, it's not you know, we did it two nights ago and we did it again tonight and then tomorrow there'll be some more. 
It is not the same thing on repeat. It is a much different contest. The same team has to go up against a different other team in a different contest. So if you played soccer on day one, by day two, you'd be playing football. Day three, you might be doing the waterfront obstacle course. Day four, you could be doing the climbing and adventure race. It goes on and on. So we just say Watermelon League, but really it's the next iteration of a rapidly evolving, dynamic set of challenges by which you compete for first place. Braves Day is one of the best days in a session because it's just the little guys. Everybody else is out of camp, which means they get the whole place to themselves. At 8.30, Reveille happened. 9 o'clock was breakfast. And at 9.30, all Braves had to do a cleanup. And at 10.25, the gold rush, which is literally all kinds of treasures scattered all over camp. And the Braves are searching for gold. And there's gold scattered everywhere. They add it up. They try to win. They just sprint around looking. It's like an Easter egg hunt, except gold which is amazing and then 11:15 was dodgeball of doom i got to play in that i got asked by a young man liam petrie said are you gonna be that dodgeball and i said heck yes i am liam petrie and there i was i snuck into the end of one of the games and me and pizza tried to hold off the hordes i was i was wounded in battle by a eight-year-old then there's the beacon relay at 12 30 at lunch 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, a rest hour. Everybody rested well. And at 2 o'clock to 3.30 was the shaving cream fight. That's where all the Braves must report to the big lawn above the waterfront. And they have to bring their swimming goggles and their towel. They put the towel aside. And they each get a shaving cream can of their very own. All those times we snuck into our dad's, maybe our mom's, medicine cabinet and got the shaving cream and thought what wondrous artifact is this and now camp cabasi for boys gives me my own and what they don't know is that we have stabbed a little hole through the top with a hot needle uh the needle's no longer there the hole is though and you can shoot shaving cream like 10 to 20 feet just a regular shaving cream thing so there was so much screaming and chaos that the uh you could hear it from far away it sounded like a rock concert or a mosh pit mixed with a i don't know it was loud and it was awesome. And there's lots and lots and lots and lots of shaving cream everywhere. Inevitably, I'll do a tour of camp with some visiting families who are interested for next summer. And uh, they'll come upon this mysterious scene where there's only little tiny white bubbles of old soap scattered all over the grass above the, above the waterfront. And I uh, make the kids try to figure out what happened here. And they can smell menthol, but it's just a mystery. 3.30, there was a movie in Marsans because we were still dealing with the the rain a little bit and at five o'clock yard games for all the Braves. 545 flag six o'clock dinner and then 715 everyone was out doing watermelon league and that is your blue sheet report for today the 23rd of july 2019 we are almost in august outstanding It is a magnificent and beautiful thing to run Camp Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and in the sunlight of camp, and I spend time with your boys. This is what I saw today, two images, or two anecdotes today. The first is meeting the boys as they come off the bus from Coos Canyon. It is one of my faves. 
stand there, bus pulls up, the bus driver's, you know, doing the final checks. The group leader, in this case, the wonderful Brian Padilla, issuing his commands. This is what we're going to do when we get done. You're going to go home and you're going to go back to your bunks and unpack, and then we're going to have a nice relaxed evening right before dinner, and this is this, and you're going to do this. Don't forget your water bottles, you know, all the normal parenty stuff that group leaders do. And then they get off the bus, and there I am, uh, waiting to hear, did they jump off the ledges? Most of them, the answer was yes. How about the high ledge? Half of them, the answer was yes. Boys who are terrified of heights and not even that into being in the water did both those things, and it was raining the night before. Pretty impressed with it. They looked tired and happy, which is exactly how we want them to feel when they get done with one of our trips. And there are a lot of shy smiles, proud smiles, as the boys came off the bus from Coos Canyon. We talk about sponge moments a lot here. Sponge moments are the opposite of of just your normal life. It's when suddenly everything comes into focus because you're doing something for the first time, maybe even something that's scary. Jumping off a ledge into a moving bit of water, even though it's super slow moving and very deep and safe, in a canyon with your friends around you and your counselors there is a sponge moment. It makes everything different. It makes the, the, the turkey sandwich you ate right after you jumped off taste different. It makes the sun feel different because you did that thing that one time and you're never, ever going to forget it that you jumped off that ledge. Later, someone's going to talk about rivers. Someone's going to talk about jumping off of stuff. Someone's going to talk about something. And that warrior, that fifth or sixth grader, is going to look into the distance. He's going to see this moment in his head and say, you know, I went to this summer camp, and we went up to this crazy river I can't even name up in Maine, and we jumped off these ledges, and I'll never forget it. It was such a scary thing, but I did it, and I was proud of myself afterwards. Watermelon League is an opportunity to have full-blown competition with referees without having to get in a bus and go somewhere. It means the boys who might not want to try out for the soccer inner camp but still love to t- compete and love to play soccer might get to play soccer for real with refs against another good team. The boys draft the teams. We make sure they're even. We make sure it's going to be an equitable matchup. And then we put refs on those fields. And on watermelon evenings, good things happen. Great things, actually. This is what I saw. It's a bunch of council boys playing flag football. I can hear from the refing and the crowd noises that it's exciting. And other boys could hear that, too. So there's now a crowd gathered. If you've ever been to Camp Coppice, you see that when you pull into the office, there's this white fence that's pretty thick. It's probably maybe 18 inches wide, thick, uh, and it's just big beams. You can sit on it. kind of looks like a bench, but it's really a fence. But is it a bench or a fence? Anyway, they always sit on it, and a whole crowd sitting on this watching this football game, and it's seesawing back and forth. When I get out there and start paying attention, it is the final drive, the final drive, and there's seconds, and Jay, who's one of our awesome generalist counselors, he's big and tall, booming voice. He's controlling the game. And there are whistles, and I can hear the screaming and the cheering, uh, and it's getting more and more intense, and I get out there, and they are Team A, the team on the left, is driving towards Team Right, um, and they are just trying to get within field goal range. And so it's a bunch of quick, dashing runs, and Jay's counting out the time. You now have a minute and 15, now you have 45, now you have 40, now you have, and they get a first down, new life, and make it across uh, the, the midfield, and then they keep going. Bear in mind that our our flag football fields are not as long as a regular football field. They're about 55 yards long. So, you know, 20 yards, 25 yards gets you halfway. Get halfway across. Get a little bit farther. And they 
run out of bounds on purpose, and they call a timeout, and there is literally a second left. Jay's counting down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and the boy runs out of bounds one second left. They have time for one more play. Jay puts his his stopwatch aside because it's just this play. The team that is defending is up by a point. I don't know what this exact score is, but it's like 40-something to, to one point less than that. And the team on the left puts in a boy who thought he broke his fingers two days ago. He just sprained them, but he didn't know that at the time. He thought he broke his fingers. He's a brand-new boy in council. Really loves to play. Everyone likes him. He's such a cool guy. His name is Jackson. And Jackson gets out there, and they, make, they, they ask Jackson to kick the field goal because it's fourth and one. One second left, like in the NFL. Jackson lines up. The other team literally starts making noise like in the football games, for real. Ah, clapping, banging their, their stuff against the fence. Jackson lines it up, kicks it, boots it, travels the half length of the field right through the uprights. And in Watermelon League tonight, one team beat the other by kicking a field goal in the final seconds through the uprights. This is not something that you can do if you're playing backyard football. This is not something you can do if you don't have a ref. All of the pieces have to be in place. You've got to have field goals. You've got to have the moment. You've got to have the tournament. You've got to have the captains to have a moment like that. I know we talk about res life a lot and emotional reality and fabric and all those things and transformation and all that is super important. And every so often around here, you just get to see a old-fashioned kick-butt throwdown game. That is what happened tonight for Watermelon League. And that is your informal podcast for another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight having run out all the wiggles they had from sitting around through a movie and through bowling. They ran them all out at Watermelon League. They're ready to sleep. Tomorrow's going to be 80 degrees. But for now, they're going to go to sleep with good counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.